0: are listening to The Ladies' Room. I am Iris St. Moran. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. So by day, we are television news anchors at competing stations. But in real life, we are the best of friends. All right, so tell our listeners why we chose The Ladies' Room. Well, it's that place where you get yourself together, maybe fix your hair and makeup, tell a secret. Ladies know what I mean. Girl, you definitely know I know what you mean. So you're going to hear phenomenal stories from phenomenal women across the world who are doing phenomenal things. And our goal is to provide inspiration and information you're on air in The Ladies' Room. You are in The Ladies' Room with Mrs. Jill Murphy. She is trainer extraordinaire and a dear friend and just a kind soul. So welcome to The Ladies' um, Room, Jill.
1: Thank you. Thank what do you. Call it's a her blessing Iris. to be here.
0: Yeah, she calls it Jilly not from Philly. <laughs> Jilly <F-O-K>. Apple. <laughs> I love her. <that>. Because <laughs> I was trying to figure out what run with would- Jilly was the nickname I gave her yes. when I was training with her. I need to get back there, um, but well, that's a whole other conversation. But you are um, one half of Mission Fitness, mm-hmm. which you uh, run with your husband, right?
1: Correct, Yep.
0: How did you get into just the fitness industry and health and wellness as
1: far as like personal training I remember I lived in Boston yeah and uh I was I had I had a business degree from SUNY Oswego moved to Boston for fun got a job with in in a um a business job there and I hated every minute of it Mm. and I had a part-time job at a restaurant and I um I quit the the business uh job got another one still hated it I'm like this is not what I want to do Um, So I worked at the restaurant full-time, and I was like, what am I going to do with my life, you know? So I remember going to Barnes & Noble's. It was right in the Prudential Center, actually. Um, I remember going to Barnes & Noble's, and they had about, like, a three-inch-thick book because I didn't have the Internet back then or my iPhone. So I was there, and um, I was scrolling through it, and the book was all different occupations that you could do. So I was like, let me see what one would, you know, I'd be interested in. So I narrowed it down to two, and it was occupational therapy or personal trainer. And I was able to quickly make the decision because occupational therapy, you had to go back to school, and I did not want to go back to college. So I was like, nope, let me take that off the books. So I was like, personal training it is. So I lived in Boston, and I knew I was going to be leaving the area at some point in the next year or so. Um, So I thought, when I move, then I'll pursue that career. So a year later, I moved to San Diego, California, Um, And then shortly after I moved there, I ended up getting a job as a personal trainer from a corporate gym, 24-Hour Fitness. And it was good because you didn't have to have any experience. They taught you everything. They got you certified. um, And they had clients to give you. So I wasn't starting on my own, you know.
2: How did you know, though, it was your passion? Because, you know, when you get into personal training, it's a lot. You're dealing with people who are unhappy with themselves sometimes and you're trying to bring out the best in them. How did you know, Okay, this is what I want to do, helping people and helping them really live their best lives?
1: I don't think when I started it, I really knew all that was involved. Mm, Yeah. You know, um, I think really what drew me to it is I grew up playing sports. I loved working out in the gym. I loved pushing myself really hard physically. So I think that's the part that drew me to it initially. Um, But being in it, you know, now 11 years later, it's much more than I could have ever believed it to be. But um, I think that was what drove me to it.
0: So you and I met when um, I did a couple stories Uh, on Ronnie Brower. He was probably your most famous client. Yes. Um, And he had a page called 600 pounds to success. Just talk a little bit about, I know that your journey with him was a, a long one, but how you got connected with him and how you helped him, you know, get from 600 pounds to living his best life.
1: So with Ronnie, he was friends with my husband's cousin. Um, and he had made a post on Facebook and said, you know, I want to lose weight. I don't want to, I don't want to live my life this way anymore, but I need help. And so, um, Nick's, uh, my husband, Nick, uh, the, uh, cousin reached out to Ronnie and said, Hey, my cousin's a trainer. You know, if he's willing to help you, would you, you know, reach out to him and, and start training and losing weight? And he said, absolutely. So, um, we were in contact with Gina and she explained to us the scenario and my husband said, yeah, I'd love to help him. Just tell him to reach out to me. So he did via Facebook and, um, we met with him, met with his family and, um, two, 23 months later, he lost 425 pounds just through diet and exercise.
0: That is crazy. I
1: know. Isn't that amazing? Oh
0: my, beyond (laughs) amazing. Was he, was he your biggest client today and like what challenge did that pose for you or like, how did you work that out? He,
1: he absolutely was our biggest client weighing in at 675 pounds. Um, I think the biggest demand, looking back on it, was the time. Because someone like that is you have to be involved in their life on a daily basis because they're making such a drastic change and because they need that much of a demand on their body to lose the weight. You know what I mean? So it wasn't coming in once or twice a week and training with us, how's the diet going? No, I mean, it was every day. A
2: lifestyle, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it was really... Being there every day in a supportive role and an accountability role, my husband, both my husband and I being there, I think that was probably the really the biggest challenge looking back, although it didn't really feel much of a challenge at the time because it's so rewarding. Yeah,
2: you definitely. know, yeah. But, and you probably started off obviously small. Was it like 10 minutes a day working out with him or how did that progression go
1: so we actually had to start at his house because he was so heavy he could 15 seconds of walking and he was breathless you know couldn't really stand up straight on his own for more than five or ten seconds without having to lean on something you know so um we started at his house and it would start we did start off in you know standing up sitting down for 20 20 seconds then he was completely gassed out so you have to let him rest And then we would do it again. So our total workout was probably, you know, 30 minutes or so, but it was not um, moving for 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, consistently. I remember the first time he got on the elliptical, after he lost 100 pounds, he came into the gym to train with us um, and we would do different movements with him there. But the first time he got on the elliptical, he, after one minute, was completely breathless and had to sit down. And so we just took it the next day we got on we said, okay, let's see what you can do today. And that was two minutes. It was like almost every time he got on, he would like double his performance. Um, so we had to, you know, kind of start with most things like that.
2: What pushed him though? Because I feel like sometimes I get, <laughs> you know, on an elliptical, and after a minute, I'm like, okay, I'm done. You know, like yeah. you just mentally, not even being tired, but just not feeling that motivation. What was able to push him? Obviously, you you all did, but yeah. what else?
1: You know, really, the only other answer I have is the grace of God, Mm -hmm. because we prayed over Ronnie the first day of his journey um, to remove the food addiction, the alcohol, the drug addiction, everything that was an addiction for him to remove it completely. And it was supernaturally gone. Okay. Ronnie didn't ever come and say, I'm really struggling with, you know, I really want to eat this pizza. He didn't, he just didn't struggle, you know? So the only thing I can say, it was the grace of God over his life that allowed him to do that. Um, I do believe that God used my husband and I as a support system to say, you got this, keep going. You're doing awesome. You know, words of affirmation were very encouraging to him. Um, and also I think, uh, one thing that was encouraging for Ronnie is he was working towards his life. Hmm. He was working towards, I want to be married. I want to have a family. You know what I mean? So I think he kept that in the forefront of his mind to say that the things that I want out of life, I can't have in this body. Like I have to be healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. And all those things are, are coming to fruition or have already yeah. come to fruition. I want to get to your faith in just a little bit. But, you know, we're talking a lot about exercise, but there's another component to that as well. Um, if you wouldn't mind talking about just, you know, your um, methods when um, dealing with people like Ronnie and working with people who want to lose a lot of weight. And obviously it's the ketogenic diet.
1: Yeah, so my husband and I, we recommend the ketogenic diet for clients that are coming in looking to lose weight. Um, and prim- there's two reasons, basically, why we recommend that. Um, well, what it is, it's a diet where 70% of your calories come from fat, 20% of your calories come from protein, and 5% come from carbohydrates, which are indirect sources of carbs, primarily your green leafy vegetables, okay? So that's what it is. Um, and the reasons why we recommend this diet specifically is, number one, it deals with the weight issue. It gets the weight off, and it gets it off in a, in a, uh, a steady pace, okay? Um, but number two, it deals with the appetite issue mm. Because when you're in a ketogenic state You're feeding, your, your brain is now running off of ketones So your brain is not trying to motivate you to eat By saying, hey, I need energy, I need fuel Feed me because I need to run and operate So that's issue is taken care of Number two, it breaks the chemical addiction When someone eats carbs and sugars on a regular basis A chemical addiction is created mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. your brain produces serotonin <laughs> and dopamine That make you feel good yeah. So if someone's having a challenging, stressful, rough day, they're not going for broccoli. They're going for something sweet, a cookie or something like that, you know. So it breaks the chemical addiction because you're removing, you're removing the addictive component. So after about you know two, three, four weeks of the detox on the diet, your brain can, can is no longer chemically addicted to that anymore. Um, so and and also it suppresses a hormone called ghrelin. Ghrelin is a, a hormone that says, "Hey, start eating. You're hungry." So the ketogenic diet, specifically ketones, are going to suppress that hormone. So the reason that we're big advocates of this diet is because it deals with the appetite issue for clients. But also the second reason is because it does combat a lot of diseases that a lot of Americans are facing. Two-thirds of the American population is you know, overweight or obese, and uh, sometimes most of the time with that comes diseases. The ketogenic diet's gonna combat those diseases such as type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and things like that.
2: And my friend, she's on, uh, well, in ketosis now. Is that, is that the correct terminology yep. to use? Yeah, and so she's peeing on a stick, mm-hmm. and she was so excited when she looked at the stick. She said, oh my gosh, I'm in ketosis. But she did say she had the keto flu, and mm-hmm. after that passed though, she just said that she feels so amazing. And her, her son brought in, like, cookies and some chicken wings. She didn't even have a taste for it yeah. at all. Yeah. I think that's amazing.
1: Because it breaks that that, again, that addiction, yeah. that craving. Because your body is getting fed ketones. And you are going to have more. there is a lot of health benefits to the ketogenic diet. Those are I quickly two reasons why we'd recommend it for clients. But again, increase of energy, decrease of appetite, you know, there's so many benefits to it. But
2: Jill, how do you get in ketosis? Is there a method to that? Yes. Or, okay.
1: Yeah. So in order to get into ketosis, number one, you have to remove all direct sources of carbohydrates. So whether it be brown rice, oatmeal, cookies, cakes, pasta, you have to remove all those direct sources. Um, and number two, you have to make sure that you do eat fat. So in order to get into ketosis, number one, your body doesn't have its energy, its main energy source, carbohydrates. The only things carbs is used for is energy. So when you remove them, your body goes, okay, now I still need an energy source because I'm sitting here or I'm walking my dog or whatever I'm doing. Um, and so it, your body will take the fat that you eat and the fat that's on your body from your fat cells and it'll create a molecule called a ketone. And it'll convert these ketones in the liver. So you get into a ketogenic state. So you can't do that with the presence of, of, glu- of, uh, carbohydrates. Gotcha. Okay. And you do need to have the fats.
2: I feel like I need a notepad.
0: Take notes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just play this back. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Episode. Call me. I'll get into all the details. <laughs> uh, for clients who aren't like Ronnie Brower, you know, obviously he was motivating. You guys gave him that one-on-one personalized attention. Um, how do you encourage people to stick with it? Cause I know I've been up, I've been down, you know, like do it for a couple days and I fall off. How do you keep people motivated? Well, how, how do you, what would you, how do you encourage people to stay motivated?
1: Okay. Um, number one, I think this is a thing that I learned with Ronnie that I try to, um, encourage all my other clients with is if you can focus on what you can do, and do that very thing, you'll be very successful. Um, if Ronnie decided to think about all the things he couldn't do, I can't even get into the gym right now, right? I can't even make my own food because I can barely stand up for it. If he focused on those, all those things, he's not going to get very far. But if he focused on the things that he could do, okay, I can't get into the gym, but they're coming to my house to work out, right? He, he didn't bog himself down with the things he couldn't do. And I think sometimes I think especially when it comes to the diet because that really is the harder piece. The diet is the harder piece because we have to eat, you know, um, and we're around in all this food on a right. I mean, especially clients, in
2: newsrooms.
1: Yeah, hospitals. <laughs> yeah, nurses yes. tell me all the time that you know people bring them in cakes and cookies. Thank you so much for your help, you know. So it really is like everywhere, <laughs> you know, um, and so I think that's the biggest challenge for a lot of clients is the diet. Um, and so as far as an encouragement piece goes with that, I think number one, the more accountability they have, um, is helpful and, um, focusing on not focusing on the foods they can't eat, you know, but what are the things that they can eat that they like to eat? And that's something I do with myself because I think very often when we take something away, we can feel deprived, but the question is, are we deprived? You know, so we have to kind of after ask ourselves that. Um, So, again, I think not looking at it from a deprivation perspective, but more of, oh, what are all these foods I can eat? You know, and we were in Iris and I, you and I were just kind of talking and saying, like, had I known I could made made a keto dessert, it would have been much easier. Right. Mm -hmm. So kind of figuring out what are foods that you like and how can you make them in a ketogenic
2: meal yeah and I like you were saying Iris this is kind of become in some senses a fad because a lot of people have monetized uh, the ketogenic diet but with all those desserts because I look at some of those I'm like oh that looks good that has to be packed with calories but those desserts and those things like that those are really ketogenic and those really work in terms of the diet
1: yeah so so yes and should we be aware (laughs) so is it ketogenic diet? Absolutely. So when it says ketogenic diet, you know, we'll take Dolce Vita, for instance, um, her cheesecakes and things like that. Yes, those are all 100% keto-friendly. The only thing someone has to kind of be, be cautious of is when you're in a ketogenic diet, you have a certain amount of macros that you're eating of your proteins, your carbs, and your fats. And if you're out of that ratio or you're overeating the ratios, it may, you may not lose weight. So you kind of have to keep that in mind. You know, it's not, it's just like with any diet that you're on. It's not eat just this and as much of it as you want. So that's the only thing someone has to be careful of getting into the recipes and stuff like that. Mm
0: Okay. Gotcha. So you were talking earlier just about how when you met Ronnie, before you even started with food and exercise, you prayed over him. I know you personally, your faith uh, is a big part of who you are and um, and important in your life. How, mm-hmm. Just talk a little bit about that and how that in, um, impacts the work that you do.
1: Um, well, I, uh, being a Christian, I absolutely love Jesus Christ. And Amen. that is brought into <laughs> every area of my life, just like you said, Iris. It's brought into my career. It's brought into my marriage. It's brought into my family. Um, and really, everything I do. Before I came here, guess what? I was praying. Lord, give me the right words to say. You know, show me what to say. You know, prepare my heart, that kind of stuff. Um so I know that I need God for every area of my life, you know. And so when it comes to clients, the way that my husband and I both look at it is this is something that God created. He brings all the clients to us whoever, you know, we need to help. And we take that very seriously. Um so when I'm with a client, it's okay, Lord, what does this what does this person need from me today? How can I help them today with what they need? Whether it's I pray with them, there might be certain things that through conversation they're struggling with, and I may say, hey, do you you want to pray about that? Um, I may think about it later and pray on my own, or I may just, you know, in general, you know, they're having a struggle, I'm, you know, praying for the grace of God to help them and stuff like that. So prayer is definitely a big part of it. And even sharing my faith is something that we do regularly, you know, with clients, because I do really believe that is the foundation to life, you know um, and the key to their success. Um, but, um, what was what you, you had set a question to, what was your original question? Cause I wanted to add on this. Oh, I, I wanted to say it's when I look at a client, it's spirit, soul, and body. It's not, okay, they're coming in to lose weight. What do I need to do? It's, what is their spiritual life like? What is their soulish life like? And what is what is the, the conditions of their body like? And I look to address, my husband and I both look to address those issues um, with the client, you know. And it's not this super spiritual type of way. It's a very casual conversation type of way, you know. Um, and clients are very open with us, sharing things with us. So it does make it easy, you know, for us to help them.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, what is it like are you just in working out and and staying motivated with that because I feel like you're so busy with your clients how are you able to focus on you your husband you know and you all's health as well
1: the good thing is is I'm not I'm not overly busy I would say I'm my schedule is very balanced um, which I appreciate um, and as far as, so the way that I, my husband and I both do it is we do believe that you have to take care of yourself and you and, and that you're, we're important as well. So I always look to schedule my own appointment, my own uh, workout in at some point during the week, you know, for, so the way I like to do it is to say, okay, what is my schedule like this week? What's my break? And I work out best in the morning. So what's a time in the morning that I can do my own workout, you know? And then cardio is something we do on a regular basis. We do, we are blessed enough to have an elliptical at home and we do work in a gym, you know, so that does help. We can just get on the elliptical if we need to, you know? So it, it, the more that you make it part of your brushing your teeth, washing your hair, the easier it is to keep it in your schedule, mm-hmm.
2: you oh, know. That's it's, good. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> help me, Lord, get back on the wagon. <laughs> Look, do you have a favorite exercise
0: or what's like? What's your your jam? <laughs>
1: I would probably have to say, and I probably think clients would have to say, probably two. I'd have to say walking lunges. Ooh. Okay, <laughs> you remember those?
2: I try to forget them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I always do pull-downs with clients. Ugh,
2: I thought you were going to say burpees. I'm
1: like, Oh, girl. no. No. Because I only try, for, for um, the one-on-ones, we only do the weight training. Okay. And the burpees, it is a little bit of, you know, resistance to the muscle, but a lot of it is that cardio, you know, so mm. I don't get into that with the clients, with the one-on-ones. So, I don't do a lot of burpees. Do
2: squats really work?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Squats and lunges. Work? Yes.
2: Because some people are like, I don't really worry like you need weight with it or whatever but okay so yeah. this regular squat the squat challenges all that that is effective for the
1: so the rear our philosophy on training is a little different okay so the way um that we train our clients is we have clients come in once or twice a week and with the resistance we have them push to failure within a short amount of reps um and they might do you know one set two set but it's not a ton of working out the goal is to push to failure to rip and tear, create micro tears in the muscle, um, which are not dangerous to the body. They're micro tears. They're very small tears. But your body goes, okay, Jen just ripped and tore these, these uh, muscle fibers. I don't ever want her to do that again. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put more tissue there. So next time she goes to do those squats, I'm going to be ready. Mm. Well, guess what? Jen went from squatting her body weight to now holding 20 pounds. Because when you did your body weight, it was too easy. Mm. Gotcha. Okay? okay. So that's kind of the philosophy that we take. So as far as like the squat challenges and stuff that go for the the Pinterest, you see it a lot on Pinterest, stuff like that. (laughs) I I won't say I necessarily believe in those as far as the only way, the primarily way of getting to your goal. But I would say is if it's going to allow you to move more, by all means do it. Okay. Because I'm very, I'm I'm an advocate of if you're going to be moving and, and, you know, working out to some degree, do it. Okay. Yeah.
2: A lot of
0: things I need to work on, but yes, I'm loving this. (laughs) Go do some walking. I know, right? right? Walking lunches, squats, all that good stuff. Oh my God, my favorite thing. Where can people get in touch with you if they're like, you know, what I'm ready to do this? I like the way you know her method.
1: Uh, they could shoot us an email at missionfitnessny at yahoo.com. Um, we also have a website, missionfitnessny.com, where they can get um, our phone numbers, you know, email address and all that. What, oh, also, what's your favorite thing about
0: coming, like, doing this? And
1: about training? Training, yeah. Oh, my favorite thing about training. These are questions I ask other people. I've never <laughs> asked these questions. Oh, <laughs> like, um, my favorite thing about training, I would have to say the relationships. Mm. Yeah, just, I mean, even just, you know, having to get to know you, and it just, I love people, and I love getting to know people, Mm -hmm. so that's probably my favorite thing.
2: And it really shows. Oh, okay, good. We have fun. uh, Yeah, she always
0: talks about you. (laughs) No, we really do. Maybe I'll come back and say. But I was like, you know what, I'm just paying to have a fit friend. That's what she Uh. always does. (laughs) Because I didn't hold on my end of the bargain. Well, you look.
2: I we all do good for a season. And sometimes we fall off, but it's never too late to get back that's up. That's right. And you 100%. never made me
0: feel bad about it. Like, you always good. were motivating. And so I didn't feel like, oh, my god, she's going to make me feel bad. But, you know, yeah. that made me feel better. So. Yeah. And that's
1: good because I feel like so many clients have said, like, I don't want to come in and disappoint you, Jill. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to be like, oh, what? It's not even disappointed would be the word I experienced. It's more like, okay, Jill. They didn't lose weight this week. What can you say or do? And that's the kind of where I lean on God. Yeah. Right, what can I say or do? What do I need to say or do that's going to help them get there? You know, and so many, it's really cool because so many clients have come back and said to me, you know, you said this to me one time and I'm thinking in my head, what did I say? You know, when you said you don't eat uh, for entertainment, but you eat to fuel your body, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to look at food that way. And that helped me. And I'm thinking, oh, Okay. So it's kind of like we, I could say one or two sentences to clients and it'll stay with them and it'll help them, you know, which is which I appreciate being able to lean on God and getting these things, mm-hmm. you know. But um, so that's pretty cool when clients come back to me and say, the one time you told me this and this is what cha- changed my perspective. Okay. I'm like, perfect.
0: Perfect. Oh, I didn't want to end without our question. Oh, oh yeah, that's your it. question. So you my asked question. it. So we asked every um, guest on the ladies' room. What advice would you give your younger self?
1: Um, do we have an hour? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can make this a three-part. <laughs> what advice would I give my younger self? I got to think about this for a second. Okay.
0: Wow. Give, give me some help here it could be i don't know if there's like a certain age range, you know like i don't know people have looked at like their younger years or how they were as teenagers yeah. i mean so you I know get, what
1: actually i think i can answer yeah, this it doesn't <laughs> have to be your teenage yes, years i got anytime. it i would look at my younger self and say stop being so selfish
2: mm. it's not all about you mm. <laughs> preach that's good <laughs> i like that you should get a shirt with that yeah, because some people think you know. Sometimes it is about them, but like you yeah. said, it's not. It's not always. Especially about us. like you
1: think about like teenage college yeah. years. It's like oh me me me, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Like you've motivated <laughs> me, girl. You have motivated me oh, to get good.
1: my life
0: back together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the awesome thing is, Jen, you can do it. Yeah.
0: You can yes. do it. We all can do it. Yes, That's we can. right. Well, Jill, thank you so much for being in the ladies' room. Jill Murphy. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. It was really an honor. Let's keep the conversation going. Connect with us on social media using the handle onairtlr. TLR.
2: And of course, if there's a lady you'd like us to interview, just let us know. We'll chat again soon in
0: the, the ladies room. room.